Hi everyone and welcome to our most recent episode of the Replatform podcast. Today I'm joined by Jade and Raphael from Vtex. Hello guys. Great. Um, so Vtex is an e-commerce platform, uh, kind of most famous and most commonly used in the Latin American markets. Um, I've heard a lot about Vtex over the last few years, but I haven't really seen too much of it until just now when uh, Jade and Raphael very kindly gave me a demo and kind of walked through the platform. Um, so why don't you start by giving us a bit of an introduction to Vtex and kind of how the company formed, some of the brands you work with and some of the key selling points. Perfect. So Paul, first of all, thanks for the, for the invitation. I'm happy to be here. Uh, Vtex was founded in 2000. I can say that it was not the best year to found an, an IT company. But uh, until 2007, we were uh, a small startup in Latin America. Of course, in Brazil, we can notice my, my accent. I'm from Brazil. And uh, until 2007, we were a small startup there. And in 2007, we won uh, the contract of Walmart Brazil to build the first uh, platform of Walmart uh, outside the US. And this changed everything for us. So, and, and we won a few more clients, local clients in Brazil, a huge bank there and an airline company as well. So everything changed for us in 2007, but we started to expand to new coast, to new countries. 2012, of course, that Brazil and Latin America, we started to Argentina, Chile, Colombia, um, similar language, Spanish, Portuguese, culture so it was our first uh, expansion then in 2015 we started to expand to the us it was our main bet at the year uh, here in the uk we are organically growing since 2017 because in fact vtex is not a brazilian company anymore we moved the company uh, from brazil to the uk in 2017 and we won a few uh, contracts here but again go, uh, growing organically and this year uh, to end 20 probably we're gonna push more because as you might seen have seen vtex received uh, an investment from uh, softbank and we're gonna put some pressure we're gonna accelerate our expansion in the local market here in the uk uh, in terms of clients paul uh, we have huge and big brands uh, the global contracts that we have uh, motorola and motorola in the uk they are using us right now walmart argentina is using us uh, Samsung in several countries uh, is using us, Sony, Whirlpool Group, and we have more than 3,000 clients uh, using us in several, I think that it's 28, almost 30 different countries using us. Uh, the, the, the main client, the, the target that we have right now is between uh, 10 and 15 million uh, pounds GMV with uh, omni-channel challenges. So when the customer is selling between 10 and 15, of course, plus that we can uh, uh, talk with them, we can serve our platform as well. But between 10 and 15, it's when Vtex starts to be a good solution. And when the client uh, has uh, a lot of omni-channel strategies to implement like in-store solution, pick up points, ship from store, this is where Vtex is very good. Yeah, that makes sense. And I guess, um, so of those 3000 customers, um, you obviously serve kind of B2C, B2B marketplace. Um, yeah. What's the kind of split of that 3,000 customers? 82% is 
it's a B2C right now, 80 something. Okay. So yes, we are mainly a B2C company. Yep. Most of our clients in Latin America, because we are, we were, and we are very, very afraid of uh, Amazon. We built a huge ecosystem in terms of marketplaces since 2014, something like that. So most of our clients in, the, in Latin America, they are B2C and marketplaces as well, okay? So we can consider the B2C and marketplaces and 18 up to 20% is B2B. Uh, today we have a huge client using us, uh, Black & Decker. They are using us as a B2C, as a B2B uh, platform as well. Okay, great. Yeah, so we'll come on to uh, B2B and marketplace a little bit more later on, um, but that's really interesting. Um, and I guess so you've got a really big market share in North America, um, well, Latin America. Um, so when did you come it's into North America? Let's yeah, cross our okay. fingers. Um, and when did you come into Europe? And kind of how do you plan to kind of offer something different to the platforms that are in this market at the moment? Yeah, uh, with our uh, uh, the investment that we received, the idea is to accelerate our expansion to Europe. We started our, our expansion to, to the US. We have, I think, 16 or 17 uh, clients there, uh, 70, 70, okay? Uh, but the idea of this investment is to accelerate Europe and of course, mainly uh, the UK. So we're gonna customize a little bit the software to serve the local, uh, the local retailers and brands uh, to create uh, more um, like the checkout process. We're gonna change a few things there. So the idea is to customize the software a little bit and then to accelerate the expansion and to serve the market in the UK. That's the idea. Okay, that makes sense. Um, and I guess the next point, and one of the biggest questions I had about VTEX was, so you pitch VTEX as kind of an end-to-end -end platform and you have kind of OMS capabilities, WMS capabilities. Um, how does, do you think that a lot of the clients that you will be working with in the UK will use all of these features and kind of, Tell us a little bit about how these tend to work together as well and maybe how the UK customer might be a little bit different to a Brazilian retailer, for example. Yes, uh, the idea of the software is to serve the end-to-end -end solution and you don't need to hire and you don't need to have a third party. That's the idea in the concept of the software, okay? So imagine that you want to go abroad and you want to open a store in, I don't know, in Poland that you are talking about, and you don't want to deploy your current ERP there, it's complex, and you want to use Vtex uh, order management there. That's it. So Vtex is an end-to-end -end platform. We can serve, you can use one module or 100% of the module. We don't charge additional modules, okay? So that's the pricing that, that, that we have right now. And, uh, and that's it, I think, that the, the idea is to have this end-to-end -end solution. And I think that if you want to, the idea of the software pool is to be, to control all the journey of the client. So, of course, that we need to sell uh, on an e-commerce store, marketplaces, B2B, uh, in-store solution, physical stores. We, can, we need to control all the journey of this client, but we need to control all the internal systems that the brand has. So yeah. the idea is to be this software that can orchestrate the channels and the internal process, the internal software that the client has. That's the idea of VTEX. So we, can, we, we need to have the OMS because at the end of the day, if you want to have the customer uh, starting a refund 
through your e-commerce platform, you must have this OMS available on the e-commerce platform. So you can integrate your current OMS and you can use Vitex as the front-end OMS. You can have your back-end OMS, but we need to have this on the front-end level. So the idea of the software is that. So you can use all the modules, you can integrate the ones that you have with the ones that we have, but if you want to control the entire journey of the customer, probably you need the entire solution of Vitex and we are here to serve the clients. I, yeah, I think this is really interesting because it's obviously um, a very different proposition to some of your competitors. But so during the demo that I just had, um, I was really impressed with the OMS. So it's, it'll be quite interesting to see what the take up is of that in the UK. And I think it'll fill quite a few holes for some retailers. Um, but that makes sense. Um, and then tell us a bit about the platform itself in terms of kind of core features and differentiators. So you showed me a little bit around kind of search capabilities um, and lots of other areas of the platform. So kind of tell us about some of the like real selling points in terms of kind of merchant features. Yeah, uh, we are used to say that Vtex is very good when we have omni-channel challenges. So if you are talking about uh, multi-prices, if you are talking multi-catalogs, if you want to have pickup points, ship from store, uh, international shippings, uh, um, multi-currencies, multi-languages, this is where Vitex is very good at. So if you have just one simple website and you want to just go live and use one carrier, one pickup points, one warehouse, Vitex won't be that good. But when you start to need complex scenarios of omnichannel and going abroad, this is where Vitex is very good. So like 30 minutes ago, we were talking about the multi-price that we have. We were talking about the multi-catalog. We were talking about how you can create different um, delivery, to delivery carriers to deliver to different countries. And it's pretty much easy for you to set up everything. You don't need to customize anything you just go to the back end of etex you can click 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 and you can configure and you can go abroad so yeah. or you can add a new pickup point or you can add a new inventory or you can add a different price and you can say okay for my customer premium i want to apply this price table here that is minus 20 percent of my base price so this is something that you can do it pretty much easy and you can do without any customization of the software yeah I think um, one thing that I found quite interesting, I've already touched on this a little bit, but so, our, so we work a lot with Magento and our average Magento project would probably feature kind of a third party for search, personalization. Um, we might use something like Shipper HQ to manage complex shipping logic and kind of click and collect logic, that kind of stuff. Um, but it felt like when you're uh, kind of pitching a retailer, you're pitching kind of an, a bit of an all-in-one solution. Um, would you say that's the case or would you generally kind of still bring in third parties like maybe a PIM or like, yeah, what does your average kind of project look like in terms of third parties? Yeah, the idea is exactly that, is to be the one-stop shop to the customer. So you don't need to have different softwares integrated to Vitex. Of course, that if we are talking about search, if you want to have rich relevance, you can integrate Vtex into rich relevance and you can use it. If you want to use personalization, you can use it. That's not a problem, but Vtex will serve, Vtex will provide an end-to-end -end solution and it's up to us to, to, to serve you at least the main features that you need to go online. If you want to have something that is okay, in this market I want to have a personalization tool, you can integrate this into Vtex. That's not a problem, but we can, solve, we can serve the end-to-end 
from scratch. Yeah. And just to dig into that a little bit more, like I guess so taking search as an example, so um, mm-hmm. some of the bigger players in the UK market, particularly in like the mid market where we tend to work, um, Clayview and Algolia, like how would your search kind of compete with those guys? Like what kind of features do you have within the search function? Yeah, I, I always like to say that, uh, in fact, at the end of the day, it's a matter of conversion rate. It's a matter of revenues, you know? So one thing that is very important to highlight is that we, Vtex has a module that you can run A-B tests natively of everything, not just the front end level, but, but, but the, the back end level as well. So imagine that you want to create a promotion that is 10% of discount and you want to test if 10% of discount will increase or not your conversion rate, you will increase or not your sales. So you can create these on the backend level. You can split your traffic into two, 20% and 80%, something like that. And you can leave the system to identify if the, the, the promotion will increase your sales or not. So in terms of search, it's the same thing. You can integrate your search, I don't know which relevance or a personalization, and you can use 50% of your traffic will see VTEX personalization or VTEX search, and 50% of the traffic will see which relevance or another, uh, uh, another uh, personalization too. And after, I don't know, one month, two months, you can compare um, the sales and you can, you can take our decisions, okay? Uh, in terms of VTEX, uh, in terms of the, the search of VTEX, we can cover most of the features that you're gonna f- you try to find on a, on a search. So filters, advanced search, you can have the scores that we were talking about. So imagine that you have a product that you want to boost on your search. So you can create this boost and you can show this product first. You have dictionary, so you can add some words. So if the client, like myself, I'm Brazilian, <laughs> my English is not that good. So maybe I have a mistyping. So you can, you can, um, you can say, oh, I think that you wrote, it's a wrong word, the, the right one is this one here. So you can create these dictionaries. So it's a complex tool uh, that you can use it. But again, if you think that you might have a 30 party that is better than us, probably you're gonna encourage you to create an A-B test and to see if the conversion rate or the, the, the KPI that you are tracking will increase or not using this additional system that you want to bring to the table. And just to add to that, um, we are continuously making investments, especially in this part of our product. So we've recently bought a search and personalization company, and that's wow. yeah um, going to be integrated within the core product itself. Uh, with the yep. bank investment that we recently got, we are going to be putting in a lot of um, R&D into uh, AI within the platform itself but i think we're starting off with search and personalization to make yeah. it a lot more advanced okay so yeah. that's very interesting i guess um i was going to come on to international a little bit um but before i do that i guess so we talked a little bit about the investment and it was obviously a lot of money that you raised and it was um big news in the kind of e-com platform space um so tell us a bit more about what you're going to do with that and kind of how you're going to invest in the product in different markets and like what the plan is Okay, so there's a few ways to, first of all, it was great that we got this. I think um, it's really going to help us accelerate into new markets, as Raphael mentioned earlier. The, I, we're, we're looking at this from a two-pronged strategy. One is um, investing in our global expansion. So we're already you know, leaders in the Latin American e-commerce market. We're going to be 
investing quite a bit into our US growth as well as the European expansion, including the UK. Uh, the second prong of that approach would be looking at it from a product development perspective, looking at things like integrating AI within the core of the product, um, looking at a lot of other innovations within the um, product itself. And, you, you know, I, I can't really delve into a little bit more of that, but you'll hear a lot more from us in the yeah. next few years. It's very exciting. I think, um, yeah, obviously, like, it's, it's a lot of money, and I think the product's already looking really strong. And I think, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how the next couple of years go. International about the platform or VTEX? <laughs> yes, I guess the next thing that um, I wanted to kind of talk about. So in the demo, we looked at um, kind of the international capabilities of the platform. So in particular, kind of managing content and product data across different stores and then also um, multi-currency and handling kind of pricing across different uh, currencies and territories. Mm -hmm. um, so can you maybe give us a bit of an overview on kind of what the features and capabilities of the platform look like in that area? Yeah, we have two different approaches on that, okay? The first approach is when you want to open and you want to test a new region, uh, you can simple create a new, uh, a new currency, a new trade policy, that's what, what we call uh, on VTEX. You can open a currency, you can apply a, a rule to your product, so you can say, okay, if you are going from uh, the UK to Brazil, you're gonna apply plus 300 and something, and this will be the, the, the exchange rate between uh, pounds and reais, reais is the currency in Brazil, and VTEX will create the prices automatically. Of course, that if you want, you can go there and you can set up the prices that you want for each product. So price is some, pricing is something pretty easy to do. Then you can translate your entire, entire catalog. You can translate products, you can uh, translate SKUs. VTEX has um, uh, automatically, you can, if you prefer, of course, you, we can automatically translate the entire catalog for you or you can rewrite the catalog using your own translations. So if you, open, if you want to open a new, uh, a new region really fast, you can set up a new price and you can translate automatically or not the catalog and that's it, you can go there. Of course, in terms of delivers, uh, you can go there and you can create UPS or you can create, I don't know, uh, DHL and you can create, or you can upload the zip codes that's one way that you can go abroad uh, with the table of zip codes of this country that you want to ship, or you can use the geolocation module that VTEX has. The geolocation module allows you to draw on the map, and it's simple as that. You can draw on the map the region that you want to ship, and if the customer now is typing an address that is inside this polygon, VTEX will understand that now you want to ship to Avenida Doutor Cardoso de Mello. It's my previous um, street in Brazil. So now I can ship and I can deliver to this uh, address in Brazil. So you can do both. So you can, op so coming back, so you can create the, the prices, you can translate automatically or not your catalog, and then you can create your shipping to this new region. So it's pretty much straightforward. I would say that you can, it might take like one week to do that. So it's pretty much easy for you to open and to go abroad. If you really want to approach, if you really want to bet on a region, the second stage of that is to open a different 
uh, version of our code. It's like, it's a copy and paste of Vitex. You're gonna have two different backends of Vitex, one for the UK and another one to Brazil. And then you can completely change the way that you're gonna uh, manage your new store. You can have different teams managing it. You can have different uh, access to that. You can create different um, front ends. So it's, it's almost one different code of Vitex. It's one different instance of Vitex and you can manage everything from scratch there. The most important thing is that you can keep the assortment, the inventories attached. So if you sell something in Brazil, of course that Brazil is not the best uh, example right now, but imagine that you go to Germany and you're gonna have the same warehouse serving Germany and the UK, you can keep the inventory uh, attached. So if you sell something on your Germany uh, store, it's the same item that you sell, that you sold on your UK store. So Vitex will, will control the inventories and say, okay, now I don't have 10 anymore because in Germany I sold one. So I have nine available to sell in the UK market. So you can still have the inventors if you want, if you prefer connected and you can go abroad. And now you can have a different store. You can create different uh, front ends. You can create different categories. You can create, it's, it's a different system. It's a, it's a new uh, instance of our code. Yeah, so I actually just wanted to add, and I think we're talking about personal um, internationalization here, but kind of just to get that geolocation bit, um, bring it close to home. So imagine if you wanted to deliver within the M25 Greater London area and uh, do a different um, pricing or a different carrier for that, say Royal Mail for this local area and then something else for another area, you'd be able to just basically draw, literally draw a polygon around the M25. Uh, the other thing I wanted yeah. to add, because it kind of is uh, close to home for me, I used to work in payments. Um, we're talking <laughs> about, you're talking about internationalization. So payments, I think is a key part of that. So, you know, you're talking about uh, going into a new market. Let's just take Brazil, for example, in this case. So here in the UK, you have the, you know, the main payment methods would be credit cards. Yeah. Uh, you have some installment payments yeah. coming up in the market nowadays. You also have PayPal, right? Quite simple. But then you go into a new market such as Brazil and you only offer those payment methods and you don't offer something called Boleto Bancario. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. really are missing quite a bit of the market there. And so with VTEX, uh, we integrate uh, the gateways, payment methods, issuers, and acquirers within the platform itself as we are also a gateway. Yeah. We're not only PCI compliant, but PCI certified level one. So what that means as well is that when you go into a new market, whether that's Germany or Brazil for in this case, all you need to do is type in your username, password, your credentials that you've already set with that particular provider. And uh, you don't need additional plug-in integrations. You don't need to integrate that and pay someone to do that. It's within yeah. the platform. I think, um, so from the demos, this is one of the areas that I was really impressed with. Um, so kind of the rule-based management of these areas. So it was really kind of clean and simple to set up um, kind of rule-based payment options, uh, currencies, um, and shipping options um, for people within a specific region, which is really impressive because that would be a lot harder in some of the other platforms. Um, so yeah, I thought that was particularly good. 
Um, so the next point, so I'm going to ask you about three kind of core areas of the platform. And if you can just give us a bit of an overview on each of them. So to start off with, maybe if you can talk a bit about B2B and some of the features you've got on that side. I think that uh, Jade can answer that. Jade, what do you think? Yeah, yeah, I can, I can spend a couple of minutes on it. So Yeah, Jade, just for you to know, Jade, uh, of course, uh, every year, we are participating on Gartner Magic Quadrant and Forrester and other uh, evaluations. And uh, JD is leading that. So that's why I said, because B2B is exactly uh, the Forrester. Yeah, exactly. And she, she's leading these from our side. So. so all three of these are kind of hot topics. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So B2B, as Raphael mentioned earlier, is not as big as our B2C offering, but it's growing. It's probably yeah. one of the fastest growing ones, especially in markets that we're kind of more saturated in B2C markets, such as Brazil, for yeah. instance, right? So we're seeing quite a bit of growth. In fact, say in the US, one of our bigger clients there, Stanley Black & Decker, uses us for B2B in most of their markets. Yeah. So because we talked about how flexible and extensible the platform is, that we were able to easily kind of modify quite a bit of the B2C features to suit the B2B client. Yeah. So there's certain things like, you know, request and approval workflow, which you don't necessarily need in a B2C yeah. Um, functionality. You have multiple price lists and catalog segmentation for clients. You can also do B2B specific marketing promotions. So that's completely different from your B2C offering. You, we have um, native integrations to the likes of Avalara, for instance, for yeah. tax calculations. You can do bulk order uploads. You can do um, management of your particular uh, so the, yeah, so we talked about tax calculation. You could do synchronous yeah. and asynchronous. Sorry, I, I missed that. Um, you can also look at things like, you know, sales team app support. So for instance, uh, all our product is PWA ready. Right, okay. Yeah, so good to highlight that. So for instance, you have a, um, you have a sales operator that you're dealing with for the customer or like the client manager for that. So if you're, say for instance, in the warehouse or in the store itself, you don't necessarily have to rely on say uh, your main system, but you can use like say a handheld system for that. Yep. And it's completely, it's the same thing. And you're also, uh, another thing to highlight is customer credit management. So that's something that is very B2B specific. Yeah that you don't necessarily have for B2C. There's quite a number of things that uh, are really, really powerful when you talk about B2B that is not necessarily a B2C product, but at the same time, we have customers like Whirlpool that yeah. use us for both B2C, B2B, as well as the marketing, sorry, marketplace modules, and they're using it on the exact same platform. That also means that all the systems are talking to each other. Yeah. You, and could you share yeah. things across those um, channels as well? Okay. So yeah. you can share the same inventory, for instance, yeah. but then you have different price lists. So if you're talking about a B2C customer versus a B2B customer, you would probably have, a, you know, um, like bulk orders yeah. and discounts for bulk orders, yeah. whereas a B2C customer might not get the same. Like but then, exactly. Exactly. Okay, that makes sense. And uh, moving on from B2B, so what about Marketplace? Tell us a bit about Marketplace and kind of how big it is for you. 
Yeah, uh, marketplaces is is something that we started many years ago. Again, because we are and we were uh, afraid of Amazon. Uh, so in 2014, uh, Walmart Brazil uh, hired Vitex again because we had this project in 2007. Uh, but hired us again to build the marketplace uh, solution for them. So the current platform that we have right now, we can integrate marketplace into Vitex again, because we want to orchestrate all the channels. So we need to have our B2C, B2B, marketplace, whatever, but we can be a marketplace. We have clients right now that are purely marketplaces and they have their sellers connected to this, to this platform, or you can be a B2C plus a marketplace. And we really think that the customers, the brands and et cetera, they really need to focus on being a marketplace too, not just the B2C, but to uh, bring more products, to have more uh, categories through the marketplace approach. So it's something that Ptex can, can offer this from scratch and we have a lot of features to, to serve the clients. One important thing to highlight, of course, that in the UK, we are not so big right now, but we are talking that in Spain, we have more clients. Yeah. Vitex clients, they are integrated among them. So imagine that in Brazil, we have 200, I don't know, 2,500 clients right now. They are integrated among them. So if I am an, a customer, if I am a brand in Brazil, and I want to convert my store into a marketplace, I already have 2,500 uh, sellers integrated with, our, with, with the solution. I don't need to integrate them. So when we are talking about Vtex against Vtex, yeah. we are already integrated. So it's pretty much easy for you to run a marketplace using sellers, Vtex sellers, but yeah. if you want to integrate new sellers into this platform, you can integrate Magento, you can integrate Shopify, you can integrate BigCommerce, doesn't matter. You're gonna use uh, the APIs that we have and you can convert your company into a marketplace as well and you can compete against Amazon. It's gonna be a fun, uh, fun, fun, fun challenge. Yeah, I think just to add, one thing that's really interesting about this is that it enables you to open up more product lines and it even enables you to um, kind of play around with another part of the business where yeah. you may have never thought of. Right? Yeah, yeah. So rather than you um, wanting to go into this new product, but then you're just not sure if that's going to be in line with your strategy. You don't want to invest too much in the product itself or holding the inventory. You can actually just expo you know, have a partnership with that particular um, provider or other retailer. Yeah open up some of the product lines within your store and then see if that works for you. And then maybe later on that opens up a new market for you, or you can just maintain that as a marketplace. Yeah. Okay. So that's interesting. I guess, um, so the next one I was going to uh, cover, I'm actually going to change and I'm going to go off piste a little bit. So um, earlier during the demo, you talked about kind of uh, the API coverage and the platform and kind of, a common use case being headless and potentially, and you obviously have a, a kind of a storefront API, but um, you also uh, kind of allow people to use headless CMS, a kind of decoupled CMS. Um, so talk a bit about that and kind of about the kind of extensibility of the platform via the APIs and then also um, the headless side and kind of how big a focus that is for you. Yeah, perfect. So uh, we built the, the core of the platform. Uh, we call it the foundation of the platform is a headless commerce tool. 
So on top of that, we have the, we have the, the backend of eTech so you can configure. So instead of going directly to the APIs and configure the, the core of the platform, you can use the backend. On top of that, you have the third level that is the CMS. But if a client wants to use just the, the, the foundation of the software, they can use it. And again, it is, it's a, all the customers, they have access exactly to the same APIs that our developers are using to integrate and to build the system. So imagine that during the checkout process, I, I need, the system needs to communicate with the catalog to get the name, to get the image, to the pricing system, to get the price, to the promotion, to apply a promotion maybe, and to the inventories uh, to see if the product is available or not. So the APIs that this module, the checkout is using, is exactly the APIs that you can have access and the store will have access to build uh, the integration that you need. Uh, the fourth layer is, uh, is what we call VTEX.io. So of course that when you are talking about enterprise companies, they want to customize the code, not, the front, not just the front end level, because this is something that, okay, you can do whatever you want, but they want to have their own bets on the backend level and on the foundation of the software. So this module, this framework that we develop called VTEX.io is the module that allows you to customize the three levels that we have, the foundation to extend and to create new data entities. And we talk about that uh, during the demo today. So you can create new entities, you can create these uh, new fields, new, new tables into VTEX, and you can customize, you can create new uh, modules if you want. You can extend and you can change the back end of VTEX. So in terms of um, the, the back end admin of VTEX, you can, you can create some process there and you can add some, some modules or you can extend the front end. So VTEX, even if VTEX is a software as a service, we use it to say that VTEX is a combination of um, a software as a service and uh, an open source. Is yeah. in the middle of that because you can really extend the entire code if you want, not just, just the front end, but the back end and the foundation of the software. So it's a, it's a really flexible software that allows you, allows the, the enterprise companies that we have to extend and to customize whatever they want. Okay, yeah, that's really interesting. Um, and we'll come on to competitors a little bit later on, but sounds like you're kind of in that realms of like the kind of best in breed API first platforms like yeah. commerce tools and you're kind exactly. of playing in that market. Um, so second to last question. Um, so you're obviously a SaaS platform and from the conversations we had earlier, it kind of sounds like you've got a similar proposition to someone like Salesforce. Um, and I know you're GMV based in terms of pricing, but give us um, a bit of a kind of overview of how pricing works and what pricing might look like for maybe a 20 million pound retailer and a 10 million pound retailer. Yeah, uh, the pricing module that we have right now, it's a take rate, it's a percentage, okay? Uh, yeah. You can pay as you go, you can pay every single month if you want, or if you prefer, you can pay in advance. So the pricing will depend if you want to pay in advance and if you want to have like, I don't know, one year contract, two year contract, three year contract, contract okay? And it will be based on your uh, total revenue, okay? If we are talking about 10 million pounds, might be between 160 and 200K, something yeah. like that. Uh, something that is good to highlight, uh, all the modules are included. 
So we don't have this upsell. It's something that we don't like to do that. Okay, so we can also cover international as well. So you could have unlimited stores within that. Exactly, exactly. If you want to have a limited store, if you want to have more limited pricing, unlimited SKUs, doesn't matter for us. We, we, we are proud to say that we are no hiding costs, you know, because at the end of the day, we don't want to, we don't want to uh, upsell you uh, with new products. In fact, we want you to sell more. And that's the, what, yeah. it's where Vitex will get some money. So the tech rate, it's where Vitex want to be uh, profitable. So okay. our entire price module is based on a take rate, based on your uh, total revenues and yeah. the contract that you want to have with us. Might be monthly contract if you want, or might be five years, something like that. So we're gonna decrease this take rate. Okay, and I guess so with the GMB model, you're obviously incentivized to help retailers grow. Like what level of support do you provide with the platform? Once we are, we are gonna get a percentage of the business, it's not a matter of what type of support we're gonna provide, it's the survival of our company, you know? So for the enterprise companies that we have, we have one person allocated in this, in this client, we call it, it's a customer uh, success. And yeah. the role of this person is to increase sales and decrease uh, operational costs. Of course, that if we have some problems with the platform, we're gonna talk with the, the, the IT department of Etex and we're gonna solve the problem for you. But this role, this person, I think that is one advantage when we are talking about support, because at the end of the day, it's not just support. It's a kind of your employee and it's up to him or her to increase sales and to make things happen in your company. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Um, last question, um, and I think we've covered loads in this session. Um, who do you consider to be your biggest competitors and kind of what type of customer are you targeting? Yeah, right now Salesforce for sure, okay. Uh, and Magento. Yeah. Both, of course, that when we are talking about like Salesforce is not so strong in Latin America, uh, but uh, Oracle is really strong in Latin America. So right. Latin America, Oracle and Magento would be uh, our main competitors. But globally speaking, Salesforce, Magento, Oracle and SAP, they are our main competitors right now. <clears throat> I guess in terms of customer, it's a, it's a retailer with multiple channels, maybe international, um, that has some level of complexity in their kind of operations. Exactly, exactly. It's exactly the, the, the clients that we are targeting is exactly what you said. Okay, great. Well, um, thanks so much for joining us. Like, I think this has been a really interesting episode. We've covered loads and it's been really interesting hearing about VTEX and kind of where you're going to go and how you're going to spend all that money. Um, so yeah, so thanks very much for joining us. Um, and then the next episode will be focused on kind of another technology provider. Um, and we'll be looking to release that within the next week or so. Um, so yeah, so thanks for joining us. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Paul. Bye. Right.